If you're like me, you spend a lot of time trying to clean up your act. God no sooner helps me take care of one thing in my life than he shows me another that needs to be taken care of as well. Came across one the other day in the book of James, and I want to ask you this question. Is favoritism a sin? Favoritism? Really? Look at James 2, 8 through 13. Yes, indeed, it's good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. Why is that? Well, because when you favor some people over others, you are not loving them as you love yourself because you want to be treated fairly and rightly and well, but you're not doing that for someone else. And so, yes, because it's commanded, it's sin. And that's important because as verse 10 tells us, for the person who keeps all of the laws, except even just for one, is as guilty as one who has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not commit murder. So if you murder someone but don't commit adultery, you've still broken the law. Can I make that a little easier since most of us don't murder people? What he's basically saying is, you can't say, oh, well, at least I didn't murder someone. Those are all the same. So is favoritism a sin? Yes, the sin of favoritism turns the one who committed it into a sinner, a lawbreaker. Now, favoritism seems like a small thing, I'll grant you, but faith and neighborly love are inextricable. They're woven together. It's a sin because it looks for man's favor rather than God's and withholds the love that is due one's neighbor. So verse 12 tells us the antidote. So whatever you do, whatever you say, remember, be mindful that you're going to be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you've been merciful, God will be merciful to you when he judges you. In the human world, the law of God exposes sin's true nature. Every sin constitutes a state of opposition to God. So when I favor other people, when I treat some people better than others, I am in opposition to what God has called me to be. Sin is never a question of breaking a single command, but of violating the integrity of the whole law. Break one, you've broken them all. Since partiality or favoritism is based on false judgment and turns you and me into unjust judges, we need to remember that we're going to be judged too. So in a nutshell, here's the deal. Partiality neglects the image of God that all human beings have been created in. And because we've all been created in that image, every one of us is worthy of honor and dignity, no matter how we dress, no matter how we look, no matter how much money we have. When we remove some of that honor and dignity, even if it seems like a small thing, we're doing something more than just exercising a preference for one person or another. We are, at a basic level, denying the image of God in that neglected party. Secondly, partiality sees others as objects to be used. Why might we show favoritism or partiality? Well, because we believe that if we show partiality to that person, something good will happen for us. Maybe they'll give us something, or maybe they'll like us better, and we'll feel better about ourselves. By showing favoritism, we might get someone's money, or a greater reputation, or approval, which will increase our self-esteem. But whatever the case, we're trying to get something from that person, which means we're using that human being rather than serving and loving them. Partiality sets us up as a judge. It puts us in the place of God who said he's the only one who can judge. We are determining the worthiness of someone based on some notion about them, based on their clothes or their money or their reputation or whatever. But you and I aren't equipped to make that kind of judgment. Indeed, God, who looks at the heart, doesn't show partiality. How much more so should we not when we look at the outside of someone? We would do well to remind ourselves that we are all on level ground 
at the foot of the cross. There is none righteous, no, not one. And by the way, God himself doesn't show favoritism, but instead is building his kingdom from unlikely places and sources and people. And finally, favoritism has the ability to limit who can hear the gospel. Peter understood that when he had the dream about the unclean animals and then later had the opportunity to have to go and witness to Cornelius. In Acts 10, it says, Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. So yeah, favoritism is a sin. I'm sorry that we have one more thing to work on, but we do. But I hope that you, like me, can see that what it actually does is to free us up to minister, to be God's ministers to everybody when we don't show favoritism, when we don't slight them. And that ultimately is what God wants to do. And so that's what you and I need to do. Lord, show me, show us where we have transgressed, where we have broken the law in what seems to us sometimes as a small thing, but what to you is as big as any other thing that you have commanded. I pray that you would speak to us by your spirit this week and help us to do that. And then as we do, Lord, I pray that you would send us forth to minister to and witness to everybody who comes across our path, no matter who they are or what they look like or what they have. God, use us to advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep looking up. Keep the faith.